everybody. This is Thunvi from the future here to talk about um, the audio quality real quick. Um, since we were recording um, from different places all over India in different geographical locations, we apologize if the audio is a little bit funky at times or if it sounds like we're talking over one another. Um, we hope that you can adjust with that. It's a little bit um, it's a little bit funky, but we still think that the episode was full of great information, so we still think it's very, very important to put it out. Thanks for listening. Hello, welcome to the Juxtapod. My name is Thunvi, and I'm the editor-in-chief and the founder of the magazine, and today we are joined by some very special guests. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm Padma. I'm from Bitsgoa. I'm currently a second-year student studying math, and I'm one of the co-founders at Queerious Bits, which is a LGBTQ plus support group. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Gaurav Saha, and uh, I'm also from... Uh, Bitsgoa, and uh, I'm studying biology, and I'm also one of the co-founders of uh, Curious Bits. Hey guys, uh, I'm Sonakshi. I'm also from Bitsgoa, also a second year right, and um, studying bio along with Gaurav. And yeah, happy to be here. For anyone who's not Indian or doesn't know what Bitsgoa is, it is a higher education institute that is located in Goa, which is a beautiful state in India. We're just gonna, we've got a list of questions that we're going to get into, and this is basically to better understand what, um, as allies of the LGBTQIA community, we can do to help, as well as, you know, if you don't understand certain things, hopefully this will help, and especially seeing that this is Pride Month, we thought this would be an appropriate time to do this. So let, let's just sort of like get into it. Um, also, uh, before we begin on the questions, I'd just like to give a small intro for oh, our yeah, of course. That's I'm nice. so sorry that I forgot to do that. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so uh, our page is basically a page where we kind of uh, disperse content for queer people. And uh, it's mostly awareness-related topics where we tell people what uh, being queer is like. And uh, it's, it's, it's also kind of like a support group for the queer people that are present in our campus itself. So uh, you guys can uh, check out our page. We post content pretty regularly. Uh, and uh, it's at Curious Bits. And Curious is spelled with Q-U-W-E-R. Um, so I have a, a question before we even begin with the questions that we have. Um, what is the difference between uh, I'm sorry if this is impertinence, but what is the difference between queer and gay? I've never really understood. So queer is actually a, an umbrella term, and okay. it used to be a slur that was used against um, people from the community, but mm -hmm. um, the community reclaimed it eventually, and uh, it's just any, like, if you're uh, confused about what labels to use, or you just don't want to uh, put a hard label on yourself, then queer is the perfect way to go. There are so many people who just identify with the um, word queer, and it's a great way to just... Um, so queer is basically any person who's not cisgender and not and or not um, uh, heterosexual. Okay. So, like, yeah. Whereas gay is uh, primarily homosexual. That is attracted right. to the same gender. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, well, we learn something new every day. 
Um, so I've, um, is that the introduction that you want to give? Uh, do we have anything else that we have to housekeeping stuff that we have to get out of the way before we begin? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, um, perfect. Yeah, so that's we're much. just going to get right into the questions. And um, I'm only going to ask the questions and then pipe in whenever I need to, because obviously you understand this a lot better than I ever will. And um, so our first question is, for the most part, I believe myself to be an educated ally of the LGBTQ plus community, but there are definitely bits I don't understand, a lot of work that I have to do in many places. What are the things that I can do to educate myself and support the community in the best way that's possible? Yeah, so I think the first step to doing this is actually be willing to educate yourself, which I think is very important. A lot of people don't want to put in the effort to learn more about the community or its history. So yeah, um, be, uh, being willing to learn is actually the first step. And then uh, of course there are so many resources available online, um, so many websites and blogs um, and podcasts and even um, like so many pages on Instagram like ours. And so um, a lot of them talk about, so there's this um, account called Gacy, uh, which has a, Instagram page and it also has a blog and it's I think one of the biggest and uh, most important queer pages right now which talks a lot about queer experiences and gives some information so that is a great one that you might want to check out and then um, yeah there are so many um, podcasts that talk about queer experiences so it also depends on what you want to educate yourself on if it's just the terminology the jargons and um you know, the um, technical stuff, then uh, even Wikipedia is a, can be a good resource sometimes if you're just starting out. But if you do want to go beyond, then there are lots of um, like pages that focus specifically on uh, queer history and um, the words and the labels and sexualities and genders. So, um, yeah, those are definitely something you should check out. Uh, as for if you're not into reading so much, but more like you'd like to do some light reading instead of going through a whole blog, then there are uh, a number of pages on Instagram or even Facebook that um, regularly update their viewers with some content uh, about the community and some history. Like uh, we even did a small post on the history of Pride Month talking about oh. uh, how it all started in Reef. So that's like, great. There's also bite-sized yeah. bits bite-sized information that yeah can... basically yeah exactly and there's also uh, you know if you want to uh, know more about what it's like to be queer uh, what it's like to be a part of the community itself then there are so many um, like youtube channels with um, pe uh, people from the community who talk about uh, how their life experiences have been regarding like in regards to their queerness and even like Netflix shows, they, there are some stereotypes if you like go for mainstream media, but yeah, there are some pretty good ones out there that represent the experience pretty well. And what are some things for, that you shouldn't do? So firstly is uh, what you shouldn't do is make them feel invalidated. So firstly, like one of the biggest issues that the queer community has is uh, feeling like their own identity doesn't exist. And that is mostly because uh, straight, uh, maybe some homophobes have told them that what they identify as is 
bad or is uh, disgusting to them and uh, that is one of the main reasons why queer people feel very distraught and that is where like uh, homophobia affects them a lot so firstly is uh, whatever your suppose you you are a uh, ally, you are a friend who has a friend who is coming out as queer firstly accept them for whatever they are saying they identify as because they know the best right so like if, even if you are even if you identify as an ally it might be hard for you to understand what their identity is but the important thing is that they know best and you should accept what they know secondly uh, another important thing for again uh, as sonakshi also pointed out is to have an open mind so you have to be willing to learn that there are some things that you might not understand and you you have to be willing to learn what they are and uh, on top i would like to add to this that uh, especially when you are learning it's fine if you make mistakes you obviously uh, there are there are so many things that uh, that now pe- people have uh, so many labels and identities uh it might be very difficult to grasp it at first and you might make mistakes but the thing is that you should be willing to learn from the mistakes itself so even if you make a mistake you say sorry you you learn from that mistake and go forward so how do you know keeping all of this in mind keeping all of the learning that you've done um you know all the information that you've soaked in how do you then um get other people to be more open minded in you know about the community so um just like gaurav said and sonakshi said basically adding on to all of the points um one of the biggest things you can do to increase open mindedness around the whatever community that you live in is kind of keep talking about the community and talking about what exactly is the oppression we face and for a lot of the time like people shut down your idea or they you know they very they minimize the idea like to a huge extent but you should try to attempt to um i'm not exactly saying empathize or you know bring down your level but maybe talk about things that they can relate to so if you bring in issues where they're also involved in for example when um one of the uh, weightlifters in india came out as a lesbian it was a huge milestone for almost everyone in india and especially the queer community and it was something that a lot of people resonated with because she took that platform and decided to come out and say that you know what this is normal and this is me so using her name in a lot of conversations kind of just starts as like an icebreaker to opening up ideas about the queer community itself so maybe relating issues with whoever you're talking to can be one of the ways where you can get people to be more open minded about the community yeah one one more thing that i would like to add to that is uh something about uh, casual homophobia which is kind of like the major form of homophobia that we see in probably our campus and probably the world right now because nobody uh, like in our campus we would say is outwardly aggressively homophobic to someone but there's still like a lot of talk about like suppose you call something gay if you don't like it so th- those kind of things are there in like everyday life and those kind of things are the ones that actually end up hurting you so if an ally were to uh, 
actually stand up for that and actually suppose like if their friend is using gay as a derogatory word then go ahead and tell them that no it's not okay to use that word and that would probably help that person to understand that yes this word is probably not good for like the people who are actually from the community and uh, that would actually spread the uh, kind of wave of like allies allyship to the other person as well so uh, just to add to all of that uh, i think it's a huge problem where um, like once you are an ally uh you might think that okay it's fine to now out other people other queer people and that is such a big um issue that needs to be resolved it's not okay to out someone without their consent ever like you need to ask them uh, whether they're okay with being like okay the queer person might be fine with uh casually mentioning that they're um not straight but you can't do it on their behalf unless you have asked them before so also something to keep in mind Um I think we've covered how you can respond to a community related joke which is like you know the casual homophobia that Gaurav talked about um I you know I'm personally very guilty of this I believe that um when you know when I first was able to understand the internet joke I used uh like gay as a derogatory term as well but I think um you're I think maybe uh it took me a really long time to understand why it was maybe more harmful than I believed it was I always believed that people you know also believe that it was a joke when in reality people shouldn't have to also believe it was a joke because it was never a joke to begin with i was just i only thought of it as a joke so i think maybe that's something that yeah, everyone else can take away that, yeah that's one of the things again that you are now accepting and apologizing for your mistake which you didn't know it was a mistake before and that's one of the signs of a very good attitude. yeah like that's a very <laughs> it's such a foreign concept to unlearn whatever you already know and kind of you know say that okay i did this and it's wrong and i wouldn't do it again like the fact that you're accepting it and willing to you know change whatever you've been doing is one of the biggest steps that like everyone can take as an ally i appreciate that um so our next question is advice for uh school/office heterosexual peers who feel negatively about the community so basically homophobes yeah so uh talking to homophobes may not make a lot of you're sense right because yeah if, if it comes from this like place of hate and disgust then we could we can't really do a lot about it because it's just like barking up like around tree so the better thing would be for me to tell you how people can deal with homophobes instead like how queer people can deal with yeah i think homophobes. that definitely might be a little more productive so, yeah so like the first tip would be to always like remain calm and not lose like anyone's cool because obviously if there is someone who is calling your name so is insulting you in your face you obviously will get angry but the thing is to understand that they are kind of coming from a place of hate and that is really not what you want to deal with so the best thing is about homophobia is being calm firstly and uh, also having like uh, this self confidence and the self esteem which obviously is pretty hard to gain but having this 
like uh, self esteem that you know that you are doing nothing wrong and you know that this is completely fine for you to be queer and identify as queer and uh, that obviously comes from a place where you can be yourself so suppose like a community that uh, has been built somewhere and if you are in that community slowly feel like yes you belong here and you can identify with these people and that makes you feel like there is nothing wrong with uh, what what you have been believing uh, till now uh, especially if you are coming from like a especially homophobic environment so uh, i i i would say like mostly in india if we see most of the families are pretty homophobic and uh, this actually kind of dwindles the uh, the the thought that you have in, inside you that you know that you are queer but you don't come out because you know that if you do then your family will not accept you and that could be fatal so uh, another thing is always being always thinking about your own safety if you are in an environment where there are a lot of like you can feel that there is a lot of homophobia around me so the best thing to do is want to listen and just not uh, give them an opportunity to harass me so especially in the sums when uh, you are not you are not independent so you are dependent on your family for sustenance uh, or everything and uh, if you come out to that family if there is a chance that you might be even kicked out then it's probably the best thing to just not come out as well even though it sounds to be uh, like bad uh, for some not accept their own identity or not come out with their own identity but that's one of the best things to do in that situation um you know sort of building on that especially since we're all you know in self isolation um yeah exactly what do you what 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 else can they do you know if they're not out to family members especially you know if they know that the family members won't be accepting what can you do during a situation like this when you're stuck inside so uh, yeah, because so we're in lockdown thing. yeah so uh, because we're in lockdown right now uh, i think the best way to go about it is to join online communities because you can't really go out and physically be a part of um, an organization or any kind of group that actually helps out queer people so there are so many helplines and even like very informal um, like social groups out there some discord communities and even just fan bases of um like gay movies or gay character like gay video games or anything like that so just be a part of that and f- because you need um i think a huge problem that queer people face is that they don't belong that they don't feel that they belong somewhere and that can be so detrimental to your mental health so living with a homophobic family can really make you feel like um you know it feel, makes you feel so detached from who your true self is but because safety is more of a priority at this stage you can't really tell anyone about it so i think the best way to go about it uh, go about it is just to find that one particular you know support and just hold on to it if you don't it's not that you have to be a very active part or a very active member of these communities and you know it just feels great knowing that you even are there and this is all coming from personal experience just that one support group i have a friend who was the first person who helped me figure out that i am not straight and like we still talk 
and it just feels so great knowing that if anything goes wrong at least i have that so yeah um just to add, um, add on to that point if i can yeah please do yeah so like she said it's um like personally this is such a huge ordeal for me cuz on campus i'm pretty much really out and about about my identity and i practically like don't stop talking about it and for me being at home in this quarantine and kind of being not just not myself like hiding my identity but constantly being anxious about my parents finding out about um queerness bits or whatever other advocate work that i do it's just like it's a lot of pressure and genuinely i just cope through having queer support groups or talking to more queer friends and having a good support system is like really helpful so yeah i don't think any of our parents know that we run this page yeah <laughs> yeah well i mean you know but bouncing off of that there's still a massive stigma especially in india that's attached you know to being lgbtq plus um and you know there's a stigma everywhere but in india we're very slowly making strides we're definitely making strides but we're very slowly making strides towards changing that stigma mm-hmm. how do you suggest that we go about you know beginning to rewrite the narrative especially just like within our how do we start from within our homes and then move out to the outward community um, i mean the first thing is... would probably be yeah the uh, yeah, first thing ahead. would probably be uh, movies and representation i think because uh, there was a huge spike in the conversation about queer people when one of these movies uh, which was uh, ending as well frankly so uh, i think that spiked a lot of conversations about the queer community in families itself so that was something that nobody really did a lot like indian parents i think are the best at just like pushing stuff under the rug and like not talking about it <laughs> they definitely so, are so uh, that yeah so that thing is probably the best way for everyone to just desensitize to the queer community and actually understand that we are here and we are not going anywhere so that's why you have to kind of accept us for who we are so that is one of the main things i feel is uh, needed what else can you guys think of so um i think there is a certain image that people associate with um, you know gay people especially in indian families in traditional or conservative families and i think uh, it really needs to change like for some reason people seem to think that um, all gay people are sexual deviants and they are you know they're all pedophiles so like it's just the most terrible things all of that and i don't know where it came from yeah uh, i was just saying i love that i love it. i love the way that you said that sexual deviants <laughs> yeah i mean i just don't understand where it originated from and why it, it's not going away so yeah just um you know uh, people famous people coming out and showing that okay um yeah gay people are normal they're not 
you know not this image this monster that you have created in your head you are like you probably know a lot of queer people yourself you just don't know it yet so um and also education goes a long way because there are so many misconceptions people don't know don't really know the difference between gender and sexuality they um for example they seem to think all trans people are gay which is not true and you know all these misconceptions and false images really contribute to this stigma and uh, real change will begin when you uh, attack the root of that problem find out um, where these misconceptions are coming from and stop that source introduce new um, you know factual and accurate representations in movies or songs or you know just popular media that people consume other than the artistic cinema or some niche um, uh, you know niche artistic ways since you know we are a magazine and yeah. we're very 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 big fans of books and reading do you have any maybe some book recommendations that you could provide to our audience that deal with lgbtq individuals or written by lgbtq plus individuals i know one myself which i very much enjoyed which was um a very a, like a, a very cute rom-com about um uh these two gay boys and it was adorable because it was also about politics red white and royal blue by Casey McQuinston. I really liked that. Do you have any other um recommendations along those lines? I mean, I would say that don't read JK Rowling anymore because of her recent tweets. But yeah. I think it's too late for that. I think we've all read it and <laughs> I you know, I just I like to pretend yeah. that it's not written by her. I like to pretend that it's written by somebody else. Um somebody else. Shakira, yeah. Yeah. Didn't you yeah. know that? It was Shakira. It wasn't it was it wasn't JK Rowling. I, I I've never heard of her. I've never heard of her. But um uh I like you know maybe some books that are written by um LGBTQ+ individuals or even they just deal with these kind of topics because I feel like we just don't you know I've always thought of when I think of rom-com I think of a male and a female and that's just the sort of the immediate connotation that comes to mind right that's you know you're I shouldn't be surprised yeah. to see a non-hetero couple on screen and that shouldn't be the case I shouldn't have to you know do a double take and then be like yeah I'm okay with this but this is this is different than what I'm normally used to it should just be a, a very normal you know just an everyday this is an everyday couple doing everyday things mm -hmm. so, so one of the biggest um, breakthrough shows that we had in india was a show called uh, four more shots please so it's not just a show that talks about gay relationships and heterosexual relationships but it brings in like so many other different issues and topics like mental health and single parenting and etc but one of i feel like one of the most iconic part of this show is that never was it at any point like this show was not marketed as the lesbian displaying show or you know the show where like it shows you homosexual relationships it was just displayed as though it was any other normal relationship and i felt like that was such a new concept in india because we've had tons of web series in india but you know they were all to a very small scale project or whatever but the show it was it was such a huge impact to like across many families because it was first of all streamed on amazon prime which is like watched by a lot of older aged people in india like it wasn't just targeted at teenagers and on top of that when you have a homosexual relationship just casually being shown on screen instead of you know being made a big deal of i feel like that was a huge step that this show took personally so i would definitely recommend watching that 
yeah that's definitely one of the kind of you could say pushing the envelope uh, in queer representation in india um there's also a short story on youtube called the other love story it has only like 12 episodes but it's so good like i think that was my first yeah, um indian queer story that i saw and it's just so normalized and it's great uh, i would really recommend that all right short stories i love short stories in fact my favorite form of media i can't really hold uh tv shows don't really hold my attention at all actually i just can't watch them they're impossible for me to watch but oh, books oh. <laughs> <laughs> but books um, i can do that <laughs> uh i mean i did i i am a, an editor for the magazine so i really can i'm very bad at consuming visual media that's like moving pictures i'm terrible at that but you know um that's definitely so we're also we also have a list of books up on our website um that you know a lot of us have most of us have read and enjoyed if anyone wants to check those out they're um related to the lgbtq plus community and uh most of them are by writers that belong to the lgbtq plus community that's really great um thank you yeah great <laughs> we just really like books we don't we do not discriminate against books that is not something that you know we have never been taught that books is not something that um how about some music artists we all consume that on a daily basis i believe music and listen to god like we love listening to music uh god of you have anything to say i mean firstly try to one like <laughs> yes obviously uh then the king princess i have to say oh i love king princess kelly kyoko oh my god can we just talk about that <laughs> i can do a whole podcast on that i love king princess she's so great Is it she? I'm sorry. What are her yeah. pronouns? I, um they are so great. They are so great. I'm just going to stick with they. Um but what it's wonderful music. I recommend King Princess because I don't really listen to Tristan, but I can vouch for King Princess. Yeah, also uh, I don't know if like I don't listen to her but uh, there's uh, the girl in the Oh red. my god, the girl she, oh, red. She's red. She's also pretty. She's fantastic. Yeah. Like you need to listen to her. Yeah, and I need to mention Halsey. Like she was a huge part of my entire gay awakening phase. Yeah. So even Halsey, yeah. she she's this huge icon. And for people who listen to R and B, Kalani is amazing. Yeah, even Kalani. So I do not know half of these artists, but I will go check them out right after <laughs> this is over. Um, we will have lots of links in the description with the names of artists that they've mentioned, books that they've mentioned, the short stories that they mentioned. All of this will be uh, in the description of this podcast, so you can all find it at very easy access. Um, now let's move on from that. Um, how do you support a friend who is afraid of coming out to their family? Uh, I guess I'll take that. Yeah. So. It's not actually. Are you taking that? Uh, yeah. uh, no, you can. I, I'll just add on to yours. You can go ahead. Cool. Uh, so, firstly, again, like this is again like the same kind of answer to how to be like a good ally, and uh, like the first thing is obviously to like tell them that they are valid and like what they're feeling is completely okay, and uh, that 
I just like give them a hug, okay? Like they're going through a lot, and they they were really like somebody to be there to support them. And uh, uh, another thing that people like, especially uh, allies, really kind of hurt uh, other other queer people, but not by intention, is by asking a lot of questions, which <laughs> is like the point of this podcast, I guess. But uh, the the point is that a lot of queer people themselves have not really figured out a lot about their own identity. So if somebody is uh, coming out to you, and if somebody is like overwhelmed by their identity, uh, you shouldn't like go ahead and ask them like a dozen questions uh, right off the bat. And even when they are like out, I I I, uh, I can tell that Padma uh, gets this gets this for uh, from her account because she is very out, and she always gets these uh, questions about the queer community uh, on her uh, PM. So that is something that people may not be comfortable answering. So you always need to like make sure that the people you are asking these questions to. Even if it seems okay for you to ask them those questions because they are queer, but still, like, make sure that they feel comfortable enough to answer them. Or just if they're coming out to you and if they're scared, then don't ask them any questions. Don't just, just accept them, give them a hug. And uh, yeah, that's probably the best. And like, obviously, respect their privacy and the the matter that they have told you. Again, do not out someone without their permission. So yeah, and just be grateful that this person uh, is like knows you enough and knows you well enough, thinks you are uh, good enough for them, you to know their own uh, identity even when they're not telling anybody else. That's so. Also, uh, I just like to say that yeah, um, like don't be annoyed if a you know um, specifically for the question you asked us. Uh, I think I've personally um, experienced this a bit where I would be. a lot more reluctant to talk about my queer issues compared to um you know other problems or other um struggles that i'm facing with respect to with respect to academics or anything like that so i think you know make them feel welcome so they don't feel like they are burdening you with their queer problems and just you know may, uh, have a welcoming and supportive atmosphere and even if they're ranting just um like don't be annoyed that they talking about too many gay issues gay issues i love that they're not just issues they're gay, gay issues, issues. Yeah. yes gay with a capital g <laughs> yeah. i was i was going to say um even if they're not going through something give them a hug everybody likes hugs yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> after the pandemic don't yeah don't don't do it now do it later not now not yet yeah uh when it's safe when it's literally physically safe give them a hug everybody likes hugs. Yeah. Unless you don't like hugs, in which case ask first. <laughs> um consent always, always important ask, kids. Always ask before yeah. Consent. Let's talk about that. Okay. No, <laughs> um so after you know let's get a little bit lighter as we close up. I'm going to go a little bit lighter and then we'll go back to the heavy stuff, but since uh you've joined the community, what are your favorite memories? What are, what what are some memories that have really touched you? um so we on uh, there's this day called decriminalization of section 377 in india that's such a long name but basically it was the day where 
37 was great and that was like this huge step for a lot of the queer community in india even though we still have like a lot of steps to reach and so on campus we decided to place pride flags and kind of you know promote um speaking about the queer community and just basically the aim was to break down the stigma of even talking about the queer community so we decided to go around and paste uh, pride flags and posters all around campus and uh, one of the cutest memories that stay in my head forever is two of these juniors who are such strong allies uh, they just immediately took the posters from us and they went around screaming love is love love wins and just like going around pasting these posters and i will never forget the imagery out of my head because there was this group of students who were having a meeting at our academic building i think there were about 100 150 people and yeah and he was just an ally he had no hesitation whatsoever and he just screamed love is love love is love and walked across the entire meeting and that just like made my entire day so that's definitely something that touched me a lot yeah but like the 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 people literally were like shouting and like have have the square uh, pride flag on top of their head and it's like love is love love is love that's so sweet that was fun um for me maybe it, okay i'll be really cringy here for a while but for me it was meeting gaurav oh. because um, like he was the first <laughs> yeah he was the first queer person like i knew in real life and like it meant a lot to me and you know i just completely changed my opinion of him before you were like okay there's this guy and you're like okay hello god of come <laughs> here like, this is just this instant connection sort of which i think like our community is so loving i mean it's so welcoming it's so loving there's just so much love and pride and if you don't I just love being a part of if this if you don't mind me asking what are all of your sexuality uh, all three of us are bi we don't oh, bisexual Yeah. Yeah, we are. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I'm very straight, so I do not understand any of this, but I'm trying. I'm doing my best. Um so, how do you talk I mean, This is something that I've uh pretty much never understood. But um maybe you can give me some insight into this. But how do you talk to a member of the LGBTQ+ community about sex and sexual health? Okay, firstly, like, why are you talking to someone about sex? I mean, not me. <laughs> like, in general. <laughs> Please stop attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeez, I was, I was Dad, kidding. stop yeah. asking me these questions. <laughs> this is so wait, embarrassing. Wait, I don't want to talk uh, about that. Uh, so, Nancy? You want to go? Uh, no, you can go ahead. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is something which is like kind of like a double whammy because firstly, Indians do not talk about that. That is a solid point. At all. I did not have a sexual education yeah. until I was in 10th grade, which is wrong. I mean, which is also not like nobody has had like a proper sex ed. Like we have had like sessions at school mm-hmm. but those were like really cringy and after that nothing like nobody nobody okay so that. i'm i'm very lucky in the sense where yeah. i go to a fairly open minded school when i had my sexual education we didn't talk about abstinence as the only form of birth control we had a session about safe sex 
Um, we conducted a session about, you know, transgenders and how they're actually biologically, there's aspects to them that we don't understand yet. But scientifically, you cannot discriminate against that community. We, we had a, a fairly in-depth session about, um, you know, sort of yeah. all aspects of, of sex. And we, I, I came out of it very well educated on, you know, things besides just um, sex is something that you do when, you're, when, when marriage is happening and nothing else, please do not touch boy until then. Like I didn't, I got a fairly, <laughs> I got a fairly, you know, in-depth education, but you know, no one, yeah. no one did talk That's to me about um, sex within the LGBTQ plus community. And so. Yeah, so I think the first step would be here to have, have a conversation about sex itself. Because people here are far from that and like, it's clearly evident actually you can like see how it has affected kind of the youth uh, in the country itself and their like image of sex uh, in a way and uh, obviously this goes into like far far deeper issues uh, which we face as a country entirely but I think the best way right now is just like I don't know, the internet, I guess. The internet. Like, other than that. <laughs> we're all just like, what do we say? Because, what do we say? We don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't have, like, I personally, the sex ed that I had in school was not really informative. I mean, I don't even remember what they told us there, except the fact that everybody was just laughing. Yeah. So, I'm just thinking of this, of that meme with that kid with the eyebrows and uh, it just says you guys had sex ed yeah oh yeah <laughs> i did i really did it was like a convent school and all these like nuns and they're all like mm, what is sex let me just skip this chapter on mammary glands because there is a picture like it was just so conservative for me yeah so even like talking about sexual health would come like after we actually acknowledge that people have sex people have sex. like even for our campus actually yeah even for our campus we so uh, for the fest that we have uh, we we have sponsors right so we have manforce which is one of the uh, condom companies as one of our sponsors and each year we have to kind of hide that from our admin itself Seriously? so that they don't know that they're yeah yeah it's pretty bad so even they kind of don't acknowledge the fact that people are having sex in the college. So, like, if you, like, don't even accept the fact, then you won't even go into sexual health. Because we had plans of uh, some, uh, we, we had plans of, like, uh, kind of having uh, free distributions of condoms uh, in, the, in, the, in, in a kind of booth and everything like that. But, like, the admin completely rejected and, like, shot down the ideas. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty bad here, especially uh, because of all these stigma. So I think the first step would be to actually talk about sex. Okay, so this is a public service announcement from the side of Juxtapost. Please practice safe sex. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> that's all. That's all we have to yes. say about it. <laughs> um, and. Try finding uh, credible sources on the internet to learn about sex because that's all you have. Credible. Credible meaning, you know, not religious institutions not, that, you know, tell you that abstinence is the only form of safety. Credible meaning 
people who will give you actual scientific information that will help you yeah, in exactly. your future. Which again, we will link down below. <laughs> down below, as if this is a YouTube video, in the description. Um, <laughs> so um, uh, I think maybe the thing that we're going to close with is something that's pretty heavy. But um, how does religion play a role in your identity? Uh, especially in India, how does religion play, play a role? So um, personally, like I'm not exactly religious, but so it hasn't affected me or any of the friends I know. But yeah, as a whole, um, so okay, I'll talk about this thing. So when um, Section three seven seven was <clears throat> being scraped, and uh, you know when all those uh, all these uh, judgments were being passed. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Section three seven seven basically decriminal uh, criminalized homosexuality in India. So. Um, there were a lot of religious supporters, uh, religious leaders who were against um, its abolition, abolition uh, because I don't know. I so like that. And okay, wait, what just happened? Yeah. So India has a lot of religious people, and you know there um, there is this huge fan following for all these leaders and gurus, and. Um, these organizations have so many devout followers who just listen to every word they say with, and they don't even cross-check. They just believe what they're telling you. So especially uh, when they, these people are homophobic, it just creates a huge environment of um, stigma and, you know, making... Uh, again, they, they are kind of responsible for creating that sexual deviant image of queer people. Um I'd like to sort of, you know, pop in there and I, you know, of course, I don't have a large understanding of um, all of this, but uh, I'm not religious either, but I've been a part Latin dancer for about 10 years. And so I have a fairly good understanding of mythology and folklore, especially like uh, of India and a lot of it is religious and it's built into our religion. The LGBTQ plus community is built into our religion. It's built into Hinduism. It's built into um, the mythology and the folklore of India. And um, there's no reason that religion and um, you know, queerness can't go hand in hand, especially seeing that they play such a big part to each other. They, you know, um, uh, much of our religion derives a lot of its meaning from the fact that um, a lot of um, the identities of gods and goddesses within our religion, um, they were never actually, you know, you, you specified a gender, but you'd see a lot of, um, you know, shifting between genders. Fluidity. Yeah, fluidity. And I mean, it, a, lot of it, a lot of it was portrayed as sort of a, um, you know, a necessity almost. And I think that people always look at it in the wrong way as you know as some sort of trickery or um you know something that's wrong when in reality it's built in to our folklore Definitely, yeah. yeah exactly um i don't know like uh, what went wrong along the way because in the beginning according to the scriptures according to the mythology um you know even like transgender people they were so res they were to be respected they, they were you know, they were supposed to give blessings and all that. Like, they were held to a standard. And now it's just all gone to 
you know a really bad place i think to this day it's where... actually quite interesting sorry please continue yeah no i was just saying speaking of that and um, you know our hindu scriptures especially till date there's still this huge difference when you come out as a bisexual or gay or lesbian versus you coming out as a trans because for a lot of the hindu scriptures transgenders are actually seen as valid and seen as some sort of god or you know it's it's a very complicated portrayal of the hindu scripture itself and till date like um in south india especially i don't know how true this is in north india because i've not personally lived there but um you see a lot of transgenders homeless on the streets in india especially in bangalore chennai i can like name places but when we see them my parents never ever you know like shoo them away or you know completely like disregard them we actually talk to them we give them some money and we kind of like interact with them and my parents are so supportive of them but i can genuinely can't say the same for bisexuals or lesbians or gays because you know there's no definitive approval or like a positive response and this has always been a thing in india like transgenders are like so much less stigmatized because of how much they're seen around like casual community versus people who are like other identities they are much more hidden and they kind of closet themselves a lot more out of the fear of you know not being accepted in the community I think um you know to this day uh, the, I think the first time that I had an interaction with a transgender in India was when you know they came to one of our weddings and I was told by my mother that it's good luck if they come to a wedding mm-hmm. and um uh, it's it, you know the wedding is blessed if a transgender comes to the wedding and um but you know the the contrast is that the minute that you leave the wedding and you're sitting on a train and you're going back home and if they approach you asking for money then they're dirty or um you know not valid anymore and i think that i, th- I thought i was very weird as as a child i could not put together i just could not grasp the concept mm-hmm. of um you yeah. know how the difference between you know religious institution versus our, re- our regular everyday life and how you know this this seeps into how we live yeah i think indians are kind of hypocritical in that way uh where they have certain beliefs but if anything just goes slightly out of that the 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 belief completely shifts and there's this huge like if there's this huge disparity between so many like cultures and even subcultures e- even hinduism has so many different kinds of uh practices in india itself and that makes it pretty difficult for somebody to kind of figure out uh who somebody who is in a community to figure out how to deal with everything around them and uh, especially if like even if we go back to how people don't talk about sex in india the, the there's that uh, temple uh, konark temple uh, in in orissa that literally is like filled with sexual positions all around itself like it's the entire temple has sculptures of sexual positions so like clearly people like talking about sex uh, back when the temple is built and there's just this huge gap from that point of time to now where everything has kind of gone downhill and i think that has something to do with kind of the british rule and like uh, abrahamic uh, religions coming into india like especially islam and christianity uh, which have this negative annotation towards uh, 
groups like uh, even homosexual people and even transgender people and that has kind of mixed in with our culture here so especially like religion for me is not a like i i really shouldn't talk about religion because i get really triggered with it. <laughs> but i just think that hurting people uh then it is bad so like religion is good as long as it is giving people meaning it is it helps with people's faith and it helps people find uh, a reason for them to exist or whatever that gives, whatever religion gives to someone but as soon as you're hurting somebody else just because of religion or just because you think that there is a god who thinks that way then i think it's problem so religion is good so, as long as it's inclusive and it allows you to be who you are within the community itself yeah yeah if it's bettering you you your uh, life quality go ahead but if it's hurting someone in the process then no that's not valid so um you um, know i'd I'd like, also like oh, to mention yeah no, so it's one thing uh, there is this huge obsession with curing homosexuality in india and other places oh, as well but especially here so even like ramdev advertising um is um, practicing okay uh, my yoga will cure your children of homosexuality and things like that they just don't make sense yeah, they have no is, uh, scientific one of the ramdev sick yeah like all of these statements have no scientific basis there are literally so many um, published papers in journals with by people who are much more qualified to speak on these topics than some um, you know religious gurus and yet like still because people tend to have a you know sheep herd mentality herd mentality they just will follow whatever this person is saying without cross checking without forming their own opinions and that really needs to change So I just wanted to sort of, you know, end up on like a a more positive note and say that, you know, just the fact that we're having this discussion in India, we're sitting on separate sides of the country and we're talking about, you know, mental health and sex and LGBTQIA communities very openly and without filters. I think that's progress. That's so true. And you know, it it might be it might be it might be small progress. but it's absolutely a step in the right direction and i think that it's so 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 important to acknowledge that every day that you know as we take two steps back we take four steps forward because of people like you guys who are so willing to talk about your experiences and share with the community and help other people learn and so i really really wanted to thank you for coming on here and talking to us about that Thank you for having um, me. I think it means a lot. Thank you. I really appreciate you having you guys because it really helped us. Yeah, that's that's very sweet. So, I think I think this is a great note to end on, but I'm so glad to to have you guys on here. I'm so glad to have you guys educate us today and I'm so glad to have you guys um, you know, to talk to you guys about all of these very very important issues. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming. And uh thank this is for inviting us. <laughs> Um I hope to have you I hope to you know keep talking to you guys maybe have you guys contribute to our magazine and um we're so glad to have you guys. Thank you. All right, this is the yeah, end of the even conversation. we had like a wonderful day. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we <laughs> were we were able to make you guys feel welcome. Thank you so much for having us. Okay. So this is the end of the podcast. Thank you everybody for tuning in. 
Um, if you made it to the, to the end, I don't know how you did it because it's 59 minutes and I have an attention span of three minutes. But uh, congratulations, you did it. Um, you, can, um, you can find Querious Bits um, on their Instagram page, which will also be linked in the description. Uh, you should follow them. They're a great support page for the LGBTQ plus community. And you can also, you should also follow us because we are a fantastic magazine, if I do say so myself. Um, <laughs> you can follow us at, at @juxtapostmag on Instagram, and you can find us, you can find our website at www.juxtapostmag.com. Um, you should contribute to our magazine. This month's theme, which is June, June's theme is nightmares and daydreams, and July's theme is expectations. If you, are, if you want to write about expectations, you can find the submission guidelines on our website. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope to see you next time. All right, so I'm going to cut it there, but um, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. This is, this, I mean, we love talking yeah. about gay issues with the capital. <laughs> we like talking about gayness. I liked talking to you. I very much yeah. enjoyed talking to you. Um, I'm so sorry that we couldn't have more people here. I was the only person that's free because I'm the only person who's as jobless as I am. So uh, <laughs> I am the only person who's here today. But I'm so glad to have you guys here. I'm so glad uh, that we got to talk, and I'm so glad we that we got to have this discussion. I really appreciate it. Um, we'll send you guys the link to the podcast as soon as it goes up. It's going to take about two or three days to edit, so it will be a little while before it goes up. But as soon as it goes up, we'll send you guys the link um, to the podcast. It'll be on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and like three or four other smaller podcast sites uh, so that you guys can put it on your page. And we'll also send you a graphic if you need one that you can put up on your page. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us again. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.